0: Hey, guys. We'll get started in a minute. All right, everyone. Welcome to uh, Single-Minded Conversations. I'm your host, Jesse Single. I'm a uh, podcaster and uh, writer. Check me out at jessessingle.substack.com. We're kinda a of long piece uh, once again about the never-ending debate over puberty blockers and hormones and youth gender medicine that I'll be publishing, I hope, early next week. It's very long and very in-depth, and I hope it'll... Shed a light on some of this uh, research, which I feel like often gets misinterpreted. Um, if you have any questions or comments, just jump in the queue. It's going to be mostly taking those today. Let's just jump straight to Blin. Let's see what Blin has to say. What's up,
1: Blin? Yeah, hi. Um, am I live? Okay. You're <laughs> live. Uh, I, I just I wanted to make a a plea to you uh, about the, the guns issue. Um, and I guess it's a plea against, against you know, the, just the, the never-ending hand-wringing. Um, and I guess my background thing on this is we, we have a conservative movement that spent 30 years perpetrating a total fraud, a totally fraudulent interpretation of the Second Amendment. And they worked in concert, they had a whole body of work, and they worked very slowly and continuously and rigorously. And they got what they wanted, and but what they wanted is, you know, a, a death pact with the Constitution. So, you know, have a little bit, I guess, of, of try to try to keep a little bit of faith, but also realize that none of this gets solved in a day. And there are all sorts of ways to to think about it that don't include direct criminalization, that have not only buyback programs, but amnesty programs, you know, all, all sorts of ways to skin this cat. It's been solved everywhere else, and, and I think we, we can do it here. We just have to have the will. But what really does drive me to despair is that we have one side which is crazy lunatics and another side which asks for Band-Aid nonsensical non-remedies. Um, yeah. So, do you, th-
0: do you think the Heller decision is that like an example of um, uh, you sort of the, the conservatives bearing the fruit of the, of the conservative legal movement?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there was an explosion. There were no there was no real uh, respected opinion that, that held there was an individual right to bear arms under the Second Amendment before the 80s. Essentially, it was a massive change in the legal community and it was born of it was born of an ascendant conservative movement. Um, but it just. It, I mean, it, it's a total sham. If you look at the actual uh, founding documents, if you look at the debate around it at the time, there's very little but it was already a reactionary thing. We knew that militias didn't work, but they had a standing fear as, as settler colonialists, they had a fear against standing armies in times of peace. And that's what all that stuff about militias is about. It's about, you know, preventing armies from coming, coming and disbanding local state, um, state militias. And, uh, it's just obvious. I mean, anybody who looks at the research, and we live in kind of the worst of all worlds now because you know we, we live with regulations that render that power totally meaningless because people can't actually form militias uh, by themselves, and the state doesn't do anything to actually do do that sort of thing. We have bans that make that that actual original purpose impossible, while also preventing state governments from doing what state governments are actually empowered in the Constitution to do—that basic policing power of, you know, controlling the use of armed force so it's it's just absurd it's an absurd state of affairs we've worked ourselves into and uh we we just we have to do something to sort of recognize it and it would help a lot if we push towards actually just maximalist positions like the right does and you know got our small victories where we could but worked really hard to move the overton window on it
0: wouldn't the maximalist position be so when i hear maximalist position in this context i think sort of you know, repealing the Second Amendment
1: and absolutely that's, yes, we should push to repeal the Second Amendment. It's a non, but, it's a stupid. It was dead letter law. Just one, <laughs> just one more point. The, the The Second Amendment stands in the same position as the Third Amendment does. There's zero case law on the Third Amendment for the simple reason that as soon as we had a, the ability to build barracks, we didn't put soldiers in houses. It's never been an right. issue because we just had the power to do it otherwise. The same thing with militias. They did nothing to control militias. They did nothing to fund militias. They never cared about militias because they had the standing armies. So, no, I'm sympathetic to this. I I mean, but
0: my question is, I I genuinely um, don't – I never know the right way to approach the question of backlash. I do know that it is already held by some crazy people on the right that, like, they, capital T, they, are going to come for all your guns. So when this becomes, like, a serious – Uh, democratic policy proposal, I'm not saying it will, but in a world where it becomes a serious democratic policy proposal to repeal the Second Amendment and literally take all the guns, is there any risk that the backlash just, given that that's a pretty quixotic goal anyway, is there a risk that the backlash would swamp any potential good to come from that?
1: I mean, again, I think we've lived under a state where we've been described as, as being that force right it's that 's already in the tap water we 're already facing a, a right wing that, that says that 's what we 're doing that 's what they 've been saying that 's what we 're doing since day one, so we should just do it <laughs> i mean that 's that 's the thing we should actually pass we and, and we should point to the rest of the world that 's the, the thing that kills me. We act like we have every living laboratory, but every other damn nation has these strict licensing laws in place, and they're models the, nobody 's coming to get the guns of people in japan nobody 's like like uh you know, and they have zero, basically a zero gun death rate. Nobody's, you know, or, you know, doing this stuff in in Australia or or Britain or these other places. They just they don't need it, and it's and it's nuts, yeah. and it's it's a fantasy. You have to point to the fantasy. They are living in a fantasy world where they're some sort of like weekend soldiers. They're the Yal Qaeda, and it's, right. it's 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 ridiculous. And you I got uh, to
0: yeah. Let me let me let me think about this more. But those those are some. Interesting points, and uh, I appreciate the. So, one
1: quick quick, quick, quick question. Um, Just um, because we talked about, you talked about it last week about sports. Do you follow uh, Emma Hilton and Ross Tucker? And and what what are your sort of impressions of those guys? Uh,
0: My impression, I follow Emma more. My impressions are they are sort of the more, you know, I I think fairly serious, respectable exemplars of the position that um, biological sex matters a lot to sports and we should be skeptical of the position that self-ID and sports can have like a, a healthy marriage.
1: Great. Makes thank sense. you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I...
0: Got it. Thank you. Thank you. That was a, a good call and good questions to think through on the gun control stuff. Justin F. What is up?
2: Uh, hey there. Hey. Right? Yep. Yeah. Sounds like yes. Okay. Uh, again, I love being on uh, or listening to a show where uh, especially last week I can hear the praises of the blank slate and also talk about Elden ring (laughs) and also just
0: my lack of attention span, I think really makes the show what it is. So I appreciate that. (laughs)
2: Uh, It's been made for me. So thank you, man. Uh, That's yeah. Um, I I was curious, are you familiar with, um, hate crime hoax, a book by, uh, Wilfred Riley?
0: Yeah, I heard, I want to say it was Barry Weiss. Um, that that's where I heard him talk about it. And the impression I got from that one episode was a lot of high profile hate crimes are hoaxes. It's not something I've ever looked into further, and you know, I'm not gonna take one academic for whom it's staying at their word, but my sense is like a lot of the time there've also been these like weird moral panicky things lately, like in Oakland I think it was there was like literally just some rope hanging from a tree because someone had been doing exercises and everyone, I think including the mayor said it was a noose, even though it wasn't. And then there was like a really high social cost to just say what was true, which that said it wasn't a noose. So I think people should be like fairly skeptical when news of a new um, hate crime breaks, obviously, because you don't want to spread unnecessary fear. But what's your take on that stuff?
2: Um, Well, first of all, the book's fantastic. I, I, Wilfred's, a, uh, he's a researcher in the, in the way of like, you know, he will, uh, he did a lot of analysis to be, to come up with the numbers that he did in the book. And some of the individual stories are just absurd. Uh, obviously he's framing them a certain way, but, um, yeah, it, it, it there, there is a concern and I so one, I'm glad you're familiar with it generally, but, um, one of the things I thought you might end up talking about last week or yesterday, I'm sorry, um, was, um, the recent Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff. I don't know if that's come to light to you. Obviously it's, it's out there in the ether. Um, and this was another thing where I think that similar analysis could possibly be done when it comes to some very high profile sexual assault cases. Um, you know, I can think of the mattress girl, there's this other thing from Duke university. A few of these very high profile cases have turned out to just fall apart under, Even though Kathy
0: Young did some good reporting on like the Columbia mattress case. That one, that one was a mess. There's a, I'm disturbed by ones like those where like new evidence comes out that at the very least complicates the storyline. Um, and then people just refuse to budge in their positions. I, I think that's a bad sign.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I was curious if if you you know of any maybe maybe that's a place I can look is is Kathy Young but any kind of research on that level like an ad scale analysis of frankly media credulity uh, around uh, these types of cases. No,
0: I mean, Young Kathy Young also wrote something about the uh, alleged – like. What was it? It was an accusation of just like sleeping while black in y- at Yale, which this was absolutely a huge story and it 's much more complicated and it 's definitely not a straightforward bias incident so i don 't know of any like large scale attempts to um, look at how the media covers these issues. I sort of feel like we already know the answer to that I mean. Uh, Covington is the best example that where like literally nothing happened. Uh, and the way it was covered was shocking, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm not aware of anyone who's like, I mean, I would have imagined Riley would have, would have talked a lot about media coverage of it, but, um, I'm not aware of anyone else who's, who's addressed that particular issue.
2: Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, and uh, I did want to, another thing just about this. Uh, I've been following a lot of legal cases, uh, you know, um, through like what's actually going on in the courts, what's showing up. And I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And one of them was like a me too case in the anime uh, world from three years ago. Now it's still uh, not resolved. And um, I I feel like this is an important aspect of it. And a lot of the legal system is an important aspect of these cases because it's one of those last few places where we can even hope <laughs> Uh, that a proper airing of the evidence will happen and that someone will actually be able to get, um, you know, a fair trial, uh, so to say, Um, even though it's this ridiculously laborious, expensive process, it, it it just seems like one of the only ways that people can seek, you know, actual justice. Yeah. You would think
0: it's like the last remaining, hopefully opportunity for that for some people.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I guess I'm worried at some way that like, hey, this is one of those institutions that hasn't fallen to the mania yet, but it, it certainly seems like things are poised to allow that to happen.
0: Yeah, I uh, I mean, look, there's certainly plenty of conservative judges who bring their ideology to the courtroom. When I see like some of the stuff law students say, and then I think about them being in positions of power, uh, it does make me shudder a little bit. I will admit that.
2: Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's what I wanted to cover, man. Thank you, Jesse.
0: Thanks for the call. Hey, hey, what is up? Hey, A. Oh, wait, did I not? Hello? hello? Hey, can you hear me?
3: Yeah, I hear you. I wanted to register disagreement with the, a previous caller when you asked, you know, do you think that if we try to take the guns guns well, way that will cause worse things to happen? Oh, hello?
0: Yeah, can you hear me? Can you
3: hear me? Yeah, All I can right, hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, to me, this is very... Faulty logic, and it's one I see it kind of often. It reminds me of when Bernie Sanders said that uh, they accuse us of being socialists anyway, so we should just say we're socialists. And it right. just seems like non reasoning. I mean, it's one thing to say you can say they accuse us of things that we're not, and people generally don't believe them, so we should just become the thing that they accuse us of being. It just doesn't make any sense. Like reasonably, like okay, it's one thing to say it's it's somewhat true that you're accused of this, right? But to take people's guns straightforwardly would cause more malicious stuff to happen. The idea that it wouldn't cause more is ridiculous. Now, you might say it's defensible anyway, but you have to address that that would happen to me.
0: Yeah, I think that's one where I'm very sympathetic to backlash concerns. Like, you know, there are some people who said, well, we can't push for gay marriage because it'll cause such a backlash. And I think you need to take those arguments on a case-by-case basis, Um, trying to... I sort of think the only way we could really reduce gun violence in the states is by taking a lot of guns off the streets. And I don't really think there's a way for that to happen, in part because I think any attempt to do so, there would be a huge backlash risk. I think it's just hard to deny that given the nature of the conservative movement in the states. So um, yeah, I'm sympathetic to you. I thought he was a little bit maybe too, and he can always, in a future episode, call back and give more thoughts on this. But I thought he was much too optimistic about the prospects of being able to... um, do something like repeal the Second Amendment without a massive right-wing shitstorm as a result.
3: Well, I'm not even saying don't take people's gun necessarily. What I'm basically saying is this is a common claim that I see brought up, this type of thing, where it's like they accuse us of being X. Therefore, there's no downside to being X because they already think we're X. Right. And I mean, that I, I, is, is that, yeah, but.
0: No, no, I'm with you. I, I think there's some situations where it's like, oh, we're scared to do slightly more progressive taxation because what if they call us socialists? In a situation like that, it's like, whatever you do, they will call you socialist. You shouldn't let that decision uh, affect your policy pre- preferences. But the question of whether you should like lean into it and be like, yeah, we're socialists now. I mean, I, I don't. You shouldn't uh, make decisions about your ideology based on what conservatives think about you because they're always going to, yeah. you know, they're always going to feel certain ways about this. You. I, or we'll, I, would or we'll, what you,
3: I would tweak that a little bit. What I would say is, okay, you know, uh, maybe you will be called socialist more. If you want to win elections, that might be a problem, right? Yeah. Now, probably, if you're doing more progressive taxation, that probably would be called a little bit more, but would that move the needle? If it was the case, let's say, like, David Shore would, would claim, if it was truly the case, you'd be called socialist, and then a lot of people wouldn't vote for you, that seems like a bad idea. Like, you would lose, if you lose, lose elections... Now, if it's a case that you would only slightly move people, then probably do it anyway, right? But I'm yeah. just maybe a case for it being tactical, right? So, yeah. like, um, so the claim that like th- this is totally irrelevant, you know, you have to take it seriously. And if you, if you decide this is a problem and we're going to deal with it, there will be backlash, but we're going to accept it. That's fine. We're going, to, but to say that it doesn't exist just seems completely poly.
0: You're saying to um, say that what doesn't exist, the possibility for backlash?
3: Exactly, right? So, like, with the game marriage yeah. thing, yeah, there, there's possibility for backlash, but sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes you decided you're making a sort of a calculated risk. And I think, you know, in yeah. my particular opinion, I would say more uh, progressive uh, incremental change is the type of thing that naturally that moves the needle there. I think something like, you know, putting more and more people on your side, like gay marriage, getting more and more of, of public... Slowly on your side is how that would want, as opposed to just making a sweeping
0: change. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. So uh, hard to argue with that. But... Okay, there you go. Thanks for the call. Take care, Shana. What is up, Shana? Can you hear me? There's a weird delay when I switch callers. I don't know what's going on here. Shana, can you hear me? Hmm. Let's try Susanna. Susanna, what's up? Hmm. Can you guys throw me an emoji? If you can uh, still hear me. Let's see here. Make nice color. Sorry about this, guys. I'm trying to get this to work. Hmm.